Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here <laughs> with Jesse. We're in the roastery, roasting, roasting, roasty room. Yes, the roasty, 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 roasty room. room. There's a uh, construction next door, so we have moved into the. I mean, this is a much better room to record in. In all honesty, it's quieter. Yeah, we probably should do this more often, but as you'll see on our uh, Patreon feed, probably our Instagram, we're kind of squeezed in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, we have a guest today as well. Hi. Hello. How you doing, Tara? <laughs> Tara, this is Joseph. Joseph, this is Tara. Hi, it's nice I didn't know. You. I didn't know how we decided to introduce you. Oh yeah, I mean, I was just going to use her name to start off. Oh, with. okay, that's a good call. <laughs> Tara works with us at Conduit, among other things. We're—I uh, don't want to say side hustle or side project, but um, she entertains us with her art. Manages Conduit's Instagram feed and is working on all sorts of creative projects. So. Yes, I'm deep into the feed. Deep into the feed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Feed deep. Feed deep. Exactly. Yeah, I have no comments. I am a local artist in Seattle and am happy to be part of Conduit's team. There's a lot of things happening right now. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever done a podcast before? I have not, in fact. Well, cool. Yeah. So. First so, time for everything. It's my dad will listen to it. You know, yeah, it's pretty simple. We just talk yeah. about things like we usually do, except now there's a microphone. Exactly. Yeah. We're drinking this wonderful coffee. Yeah. This is um, the sample I received from the Union Coffee Exchange. They have an office here in Seattle, and um, it's fantastic coffee. It's really fun to. F- I mean, it's. I mean, we've heard of Chinese coffee, and I think it's come through a couple times with our friend Janet, but it's been a while. But also, I mean how fast the coffee industry changed. So last time I probably had it was maybe four years ago. And if you think about how long it takes for the trees to grow and get mm-hmm. the new agriculture practices, and now we're looking at a new cycle, and I have to say this coffee is right. I mean, exponentially you, better than what I've ever had from China. You handed me like jars of this uh, Friday at Chinese Barbecue uh, just to smell. Like, didn't tell me what it was. I took a couple smells, and I was like, did you get Yemen? <laughs> but no, it's Chinese. Yeah. The black honey process. This is the Chinese coffee? This is the Chinese, yeah, this is a natural process. So we're definitely going to do a podcast in the future with an interview with uh, Ryan, our new friend, um, to talk more about their program, because it's pretty exciting, and like all things China, they're definitely swinging into the industry with full bore and a lot of public support. Makes sense. This is coming out of a region of China where a lot of tea is grown, right? Yep. Yeah, the climate's great. I mean, it's what we're seeing in Myanmar and places like that. It's, It's kind of a cultural thing. They just haven't grown coffee before, or... Mm-hmm. Not in this kind of quality. So I'm pretty excited. Um, I've already finished my cup. Oh, you liked it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's delicious. That doesn't sound. Delicious. It didn't sound very convincing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's uh it's quite fruity, tasty. It's good stuff. Want some more? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. That. Yeah, sure. Say yes, sir. Or yes, sure. Yeah, sure. Um. We had a question. We've had a couple questions come up on the Patreon page, and we kind of wanted to get into those. Um, right. So uh, we had this this one uh, question come in quite a while ago, and uh, we talked about we mentioned it in a show back, and then talked about doing a show on it. Uh, yeah. So we're going to kind of talk about that now. We've got another question and a shout out that we can do at the end, like we usually do the shout outs. Totally, and I feel like yeah, I think it's this is a good this is a good shout out. It's nice to have somebody else here to talk about. I want a shout out at the end. Oh, oh. absolutely! Guest always gets a shout out. Yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, you're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, so the question. Uh, 
So this is from, of course, one of our listeners, one of our Patreon subscribers. Uh, my question is, if coffee shops see a spike in coffee sales immediately following daylight savings time, also, is there a particular day of the year that typically sees the greatest amount of coffee consumption? So I think this was, like, right after the time change. <laughs> I, mean, I wonder. June almost when this episode comes I wonder out. if that has an God. impact, um, depending on where you are in the country or in another country, yeah. with a light. Yeah. Or if you know. Well, it definitely, it seems like the more north you are, just in general, the greater seasonal change has on coffee consumption. It must. <laughs> I'm totally making this up. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't have. Like, you mean I, like the, I mean, the period, the northern, like, like the farther north you go, right? The, or the, or, you, or further south, well, further, you get the longest, yeah, right, dark season. Yeah, yeah. And so you like, you think that like maybe, maybe more, you think people drink more coffee because it's darker. They have this more or less daylight. Less daylight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I mean, you've, we've talked in the past. You've mentioned how around here, anyways, uh, like coffee consumption in cafes tends to go down in the summer, although. Lately, maybe that's changed with the. It's all changed. I would say, like from from the wholesale side of things, like the it all changes. Mm-hmm. So I can't really speak to cafes necessarily getting that much busier with like a daylight savings change. But I think that um, any kind of routine change, school getting out or holidays, things like that, I think that will impact it. And I know people drink more coffee when they're tired. That's I think true. they need it. On the other hand, daylight savings, like you're frantic because everything just flip flopped on you, and you might not have time to go and to the cafe, especially in Seattle. Yeah. As soon as the light changes, there's like a week or two of disorienting. Oh, yeah. We just like walk out into traffic. Like, it's yeah, exactly. Exactly. W- wandering around, wondering where we are. We're wandering. Uh, exactly. You know. Because mm-hmm. suddenly there's light in the morning. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I maybe catch more sun- sunrises than you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if like daylight savings actually has that much of an impact on it. But yeah. Um, there's definitely big coffee sales. Like the holidays are really busy, you know, for coffee sales. But there's always kind of a lull when schools get out because all the routines change, and then everybody's like at home and hanging out. And so like weekday sales go up, but weekends aren't nearly as significant. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing too with cafes is then they're closed often on the holidays, on Christmas and New Year's. And so as far as wholesale goes, or like maybe they're busier on those days, but we're not selling more coffee to them because they're closed at the holidays. Mm-hmm. Huh. I mean, cafe-wise, like, I've had the experience of um, being a barista in a couple of cafes, and Monday mornings tend to be a little heavier in sales. Yeah. Hmm. People dragging. Remember that? Opening the, open the cafe early, we get a lot more people at 5 a.m. than... It, make, it makes sense that all that would be more driven around routine than around anything else right really. so i would say like yeah if daylight savings like if that affects your routine then maybe right it would affect your consumption but. i was just trying to think about my own like i mean uh, most of the coffee i consume is at home and my routine is pretty much the same regardless of like the sun <laughs> i might drink more coffee like in the fallback time change because i'm just working more because oh, yeah. i wake up earlier right well then like working more would be a routine change yeah. Am I working more because there's more coffee <laughs> consumed? But yeah, now I'm wondering if um, all the cold brew stuff is is changing people's coffee routines. Like, do people drink more coffee in the summer now? Oh, man. Because yeah. I think... Well, I mean, we know that at least... I mean, cold brew's exploded. And it, we still have the same summers, but like... 
Yeah. Okay. Well, the, the sun comes out here, and everyone wants to do shorts and sandals and cold brew. Right. And, and then I'm like, oh, shoot, it's still March. It's cold. <laughs> yeah, the cold brew sales go way up. I mean, that's kind of what that conversation was about the double order this week. Mm-hmm. The big up to order is that's all cold brew. Mm-hmm. And it's coming into Memorial Day weekend, and it's going to be hot and fun. When, when you're talking about that and your business, you're talking about uh, like wholesale client who's ordering in order to make cold brew. Yeah. Yeah. But also, yeah, because I mean, that's, that's the thing that just is much more common now for cafes to really rock that coffee and cold brew. Still doesn't have anything to do with the question itself, but sure. We're selling more uh, coffee in the summers because there's more options for people to drink colder coffee. Well, I guess the question was, does daylight savings time uh, spike a sale? Um, and I, I can see that. I think that the, Thought on that question is, you may, maybe not with like spring forward, you gain an hour, right? So you get to sleep more. Yes. Um, but the fallback one kind of maybe makes a little more sense since you lose an hour. Maybe you want to need the coffee more to get kickstarted. You sleep more in the fall, huh? Because when you wake up and it's only five instead of six, so you get another hour in the fall. Fallback. Oh, you lose the hour in the spring. You're right. Yeah. Excuse me. That's why we always have the debate about getting rid of it in the springtime. You're losing too many hours. Have some more coffee. <laughs> so I think I think they, to answer the question, I think it's short answer no, mm-hmm. long answer yes. <laughs> <laughs> but both kind of short answers. Yeah. Did we yeah. answer the question? I don't know. <laughs> does 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 they like savings spike a sale in in coffee for cafes? Does um, it spike a sale? Um, <laughs> we don't. We also none of us own a cafe, so it's it's been a long time since I worked on a cafe. I haven't really thought about that. Right. I mean, I'm gonna say I'm gonna. I'm going to say yes. I would say yes, too, because I feel like it spikes brain chemistry, mm-hmm. and so does coffee. So those I, things go together. I bet, it's, I bet it's like generally a Monday. mean people drink more coffee. I bet it's like a Monday. It usually people is because Sunday when that happens. Oh, okay. Mondays, Monday spike uh, like orders in cafes or whatever. It's one of the busiest days. Um, people tend to traditionally hate Mondays and probably plan to go in. So, you know when the daylight savings time is, you probably plan to go in and get a coffee the next morning so that you can make yourself feel better about losing an hour. Yeah. It probably has I mean, I think we should just, like, maybe action. it's more of a call to action. Use daylight savings as a reminder to go and support your local coffee shop. Yeah. Maybe we should just have National Coffee Day, like, instead of daylight more savings. than once a year. <laughs> Every Monday. Every Monday, National Coffee Day. Uh, Coffee's, ma- like, magical stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's how, that's how you reeled me into it, I think. It really is. Well, since we're on the subject, and I think we've answered that question, how did you get into coffee? <laughs> um, oh. 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 Well, oh. I, I, I mean, I moved to Seattle, and... Uh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, Thank I, you for the I wonderful ro- I rode that wild wave. I'm still riding it. Where are you from? Pittsburgh. That's right. Yeah. Is that where Jeff Goldblum's from? That is where Jeff Goldblum is from. He was actually just back there recently visiting. So I heard, yeah, he wandered yeah. all around town. Well, he plays, like, jazz music, so he was doing a special concert a for Valentine's Day, oh, actually, wow. in Pittsburgh. So he actually kind of went back there and then just huh. decided to wander around by himself. And yeah. Yeah. Well, why did you come to Seattle? <laughs> um, I originally came to Seattle for, for school. I came to school for um, theater art and... Yeah, have been combining that with fine art mm-hmm. and... Art degree in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> I did that. 
<laughs> Huge mistake. <laughs> well, I feel like so. Yeah, is that why you guys got into coffee? Like, well, coffee. So coffee and art go hand in hand for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely, uh, you know, that's and certainly those shifts and that kind of work. Like when you're when you're in school. I met so many people through coffee. I met more people through coffee than I have through school. Yeah, that's why yeah. I love coffee. All the hands, all the people. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really community. a good way to get completely into the community mm-hmm. um, and to really know what's going on here in Seattle. Um, plus coffee shops are a great place to share art and people, uh, have great conversation over a cup of coffee. So yeah, combining that is great. Um, but yeah, I started working as a barista to, you know, just, you know, get by and before I, you know, find some other, uh, more specialized spots. Where were you bursting? I was baristaing at, uh, Cherry Street Coffee House. Oh, all right. And, uh, yeah, I have hopped around a little bit. Yeah, Tara is an incredible artist, and she painted our um, our anniversary flyer. So if you look in the Conduit Coffee Instagram feed, you can see the, I called it a flyer. That's rude. The poster yes. for it. Well, there is a bird on it. So oh, that's true, yeah. a flyer. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's a stretch, but, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, there, there will be more, actually. That's kind of the kind of the goal. Yeah. Is to just kind of get the artwork to work with different businesses and what they kind of want. It's awesome. So do you want to do a shout out on your social medias where to f- have people find you? It's really incredible art. And I think it's the most interesting Instagram feed. Of yeah. The three of us. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot more interesting than the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. Maybe Tara would do our podcast Instagram for us. I could do that. We could combine. We need like one post a month. That. Yeah. Just anything. Well, how you do this once a month or once a week? We have an episode coming up every single week. Every, well, you every, have every post every single. Week. Nobody count them. Coffee Check it out. We got a Patreon. Listen, listen to. We have 132 episodes. Yeah. That's Let us know good. if you're backtracking. If there's any particular things in the history, the archives of our radio show that. Oh yeah, we were talking about maybe pulling some pulling an old episode to share. Yeah. Uh, not because summer. Not because we're busy this summer, but because we want to find an old episode to share. Yeah, well, there's lots of like old, like good stuff, and it's just kind of sitting there. And I kind of want to reaffirm the fact that we aren't just repeating ourselves in every single episode, but we might be. I don't know. Let's ask again next week. Okay. If we're repeating ourselves, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> did you want to? Did you shout out your? Uh... Well, I mean, I am working on a very long, uh, fun, and intricate project right now i'm designing tarot cards and that's kind of how i got oh, into wanting to do signage i actually started with signage and then kind of got into card design and that can be found at emerald city tarot which is the handle on instagram um since we're in the emerald city and it was inspired loosely by the vibrancy of seattle and the secret underground it definitely has a seattle vibe to it Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I feel like that's that's like such a compliment from yeah from true Seattleite. You know, I've got no internet in here. I'll have to look at it later. Yeah, but you can find that that's handle. Why I lose my mind while I'm because yeah, no internet, no TV, make Jesse something something at Emerald City Tarot. Just okay, Emerald cool. City Tarot, yeah. and then your own, or is that is it? Well, I mean, yeah, I have a personal Instagram. Okay. I can't. I yeah, I can't really vouch for the content. <laughs> Sometimes. Right. No, no, it's not. You can find it through the Emerald City. Nothing so crazy. Yeah, actually, it's in the in okay. the bio of that. There's a T so. on that tarot. 
You're correct. <laughs> Thank you. I know. Cool. Tarot, T-A-R-O-T. Okay. And so we have another shout-out. Yeah. This is a question. This is also... Oh, another question. We're yeah. doing that one now. Yeah. Yeah. This is from another uh, of our wonderful Patreon people. You know who you are. Um, what's a good roaster to move up to from a home roaster? Also, what's a good sampling roaster? So I think, if I recall correctly, this is our friend Matteo, who has provided coffee that we've enjoyed on the third crack and such, and a little bit on the show as well. Um, did he say he's roasting on a Beamer? It's, I don't want to be. It's been a, a little while. I don't want to be okay. Recorded. Anyways, saying that's, that's, fine. that's fine. So he he he. I'm made sorry, this, I can't remember. He made this comment following uh, the episode we did on the Akawa roaster. Right. Um, so he's looking for something a bit beyond that kind of thing as well. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a tough question because honestly, like, and, and when I was a hobbyist in roasting, um, the Baymore hadn't come out yet, so all we had was the the hot roasters, the fluidized bed reactors, and stuff like that. There's a Gene Cafe roaster, but that was. That was like $700. Mm-hmm. It was really expensive versus $175 for the little ones. Um, the Bama really revolutionized all that. So that's what yeah. I would recommend for any home roasters or people thinking about it. I um, Yeah, so I kind of burned out of the hobby just because I, I, mean, I loved it for myself, but everybody wanted my coffee, and it was really hard to do the consistency and just those small quantities of coffee oh, all I the time. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I just I kind of just stopped doing it for myself. and then When was this? 2009, okay. 2008. And then I moved out and I had an so it was a lot more difficult to do it in an apartment because things sound mm-hmm. smoke alarms. Um, yeah. And then honestly, I just from there, I just was like, well, am I going to get into bigger scale or not? And I said yes. So that's when I ended up with the five kilo roaster. How do you roast in an apartment? That's pretty impressive. I had some contraptions. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> I'm not yeah. I've been able to do that with the Akawa just fine. Yeah. The uh-huh. new ones had filters and stuff like yeah. that. So they're doing it. So I mean, I, I just. I don't think that there's a good answer for that question as far as, like, there's not there's not anything necessarily between just home roasting and then getting into commercial-grade roasters. It's kind of like espresso machines. Like, you eat your home espresso, you know, whatever, up to $2,000 or something like that, and then you get into, like, commercial espresso machines, and suddenly you're, you know, well over $10,000 for those big ones. Or, so or roasting is like, sort of the same sort of scale. Like, yeah. like, you can do your little thing and make nice coffee at home, but as soon as you want to get to commercial scale, they can handle the heat and do the many, many batches in yeah. a row. I think it's a big leap up. I think pricing-wise, like home roasters, you're looking at, like, Beemore is like 500, 600? No, 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 they're 200. Oh, really? Yeah, they're Holy cheap. cow. Yeah, that's really nice. Um, the Akawa, I think, is around 1,200, something like that. Yeah. Um, and that's the Akawa is actually... The Akawa is pretty outstanding. Their commercial one is... And sample roaster. That's right. like a perfect example of sample roaster. I mean, the home, ro- home roaster works kind of the same. I haven't, I haven't looked at... I mean, if you kind of like that style, too, maybe going into the Bellwether roasters, because they do uh, two and a half or three kilo and then five kilo roasters. Um, yeah. Those are pretty cool. But, I mean, that's expensive. Those are pretty intense. Um, the Diedrich, the little uh, Diedrich two and a half kilo yeah. are cute, and they fit on a bench, so they're good for roasting in a garage. Anchorhead started on one of those for about a week. I feel... Um, for about a week. Just a week. And then they move into <clears> the Loring. Um... I ha- feel like there's there's a brand that I've seen that is targeting like this exact spot, like home roasters that want to go up from like a counter roaster, but who don't quite want to go to like a commercial style roaster. We're gonna find him put in the show notes. Yes, yeah, four show notes. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean at that point, like Beamer can do about a pound, three quarters of a pound at a time. Um, you get up to the smallest commercial roasters, and they're two to three pounds. Um, yeah. As far as sampling go, I mean these samples, like the what we're drinking this. Beautiful Chinese coffee. This was this was a two hundred gram sample, just a regular small sample, roasted in my five kilo roaster. 
So it's you don't you just have to listen to it. So mm-hmm. we're able to get samples off of this roaster. Nice. You're saying you have to listen to it if it's less than because you can't really pull it out and see it or smell I it. See. Like you can you can't even see it in the sight glass on. They're just gonna you just oh, hear it. Wow. Okay. Interesting. On to the third crack. On to the third crack. Is it third crack time already? Um, yeah. She's really excited. We should move on. Wow. All right. Cheers, um, Tara. Cheers. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, Join cheers. us on the third crack. CoffeeLoversRadio.com. Dot com. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to the show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit CoffeeLoversRadio.com. There you can listen to our shows, click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit CoffeeLoversRadio.com, say hello, and listen to our after show, The The Third Third Crack. Crack!